What's up guys? Welcome to Indian Markets with KR, a podcast where I talk about how the Indian indices are moving and how they might move in the future. I also talk about a few stocks and my trades. So, uh glad to see you here and let's get started. Welcome to episode number 148 of this podcast. As always, make sure you are listening to this episode and the rest of the episodes at a speed you are comfortable at whether it's 1.5x or 2x it really depends i personally prefer 2x uh, but that's just me and uh, yeah so today we'll be talking about the the negative day that we saw of course it it really wasn't as positive not nearly as positive as what we saw uh, on on you know on friday uh, it did show some some good signs uh, but then we'll come to that uh, in the coming segments So let's get started. So coming to the market snapshot uh, and the exchange-wide snapshot that we've been covering, it's minus six thousand crore for the FIs. So net sellers once again, and DIs are net buyers at five thousand eight hundred and sixty-seven crore. And the ADR ratio or the AD ratio is point two one. So we saw three hundred and twenty-five advances, one five four zero declines. and 79 unchanged a total securities of 1944 and uh, of course the ad ratio ratio is on the lower side we've seen it um, i think friday it was plus 1.02 or something this one is of course below 1 which means that the game, uh, which means that the losers were more so that's not a good sign um but of course over the weekend a lot of things changed Uh, a lot of people are expecting things to turn positive when um you know when when we hit our circuit breakers the same day i think nasdaq or dow jones also hit its upper circuit if i remember correctly and that sort of uh, made people believe that there's a chance we see a positive day today or at least a few positive days this week and uh, that might be the case <laughs> the the week has just started but on the looks of it it really does not look as promising if we purely go by what we saw today if we sort of uh, you know look deeper then we might get some hint as to what might happen tomorrow but i'll leave that for the analysis section because that's that's actually where we go deeper into these things this one is just for general observations <clears throat> and uh, In terms of the highs and lows, we're looking at five highs for the market and 272 lows. So just looking at this number alone, it looks like the highs and lows have reduced drastically, which probably means that what is happening here is a lot of the stocks are either taking support or taking resistance, and they are stuck in the middle of the highs and the lows because. previously we've seen 800 securities and uh, 700 securities hitting their lows this time it's just 272 so clearly uh, on friday those uh, those partial recoveries that they would have made those minor bounces that they would have made were not hit today which is again kind of a positive sign if you think about it because it basically means that today was not as negative as last week some of the days that we saw on last week in last week uh, which is of course a good sign whether it means that those stocks are recovering 
or they are not recovering is really something that we have to see on the charts of those stocks but on the face of it in general those low uh, you know 52 week low stocks seem to be better off today in terms of the 52 week high stocks we're looking at gk wire ruchi soya uh, in this list sbi card is also here but of course today was its listing date so uh, you know the 52 week highs and the lows and uh, <laughs> lifetime highs and the lows are all going to be today itself uh, let's see how that moves tomorrow. I think it opened with a 13% discount, uh, if I remember correctly, which is not really a great sign, but it is what it is. Can't really uh, help things. You know, it's it's not really the best kind of market to expect a very strong response. Uh, in fact, I'm sure that there are inherent stocks which are far worse than SBI cards, but they've opened much, much stronger purely because the market was in such a you know such a position so i personally feel that that 13 percent uh, low open is not really indicative of the ipo itself it's more so indicative of the time of the ipo which is something that people need to keep in mind i feel and as far as you know the 52 week lows are concerned i'm not looking at adani here i can't find adani which is a good sign in fact, I can't find a lot of the other stocks that we talk, typically talk about. I can see Coffee Day here, Bajaj Con, and uh, that's about it. I really can't see our usuals here. Bandhan Bank is here. And I think that's it as far as you know our regular uh, features are concerned in here. Otherwise, it's, it's more or less the other stocks which we talk about. So those have possibly taken support and are doing reasonably well. As far as the larger deals, the bulk deals are concerned, A to Z Infra is here, uh, buying and selling between two uh, funds, looks like 8 Square Capital and Aspire Emerging Fund. And uh, we're seeing a lot of other similar, you know, institutional players and brokers and such playing once again. I'm trying to see if we've got any well-known companies here, but nope, it's just, okay, so Tata Motors, DVR is here. Again, Tata Suns looks like they are buying a lot of Tata stocks. DVR is here, so is Tata Steel. And that's interesting. Yes Bank being bought and sold. So, uh, Yes Bank, of course, banned for three years. You can't sell more than, I think, just 75% of your holding you have to keep. You'll have to keep it for three years. And the market reacted. Yes Bank, not the market, but the Yes Bank related uh, reacted to it very positively. So that's also a good sign. It's up 45% at 37. That is a wild increase. Remember, 6 rupees. It was at 6 rupees like 4 or 5 days ago. Yesterday it posted its, or day before yesterday it posted its record loss. And it's your 45% up. So just to give you guys a feel of how sentiment based, uh, you know, these stocks can be. That is what we're seeing with yes bank block deals the same is what uh, you know same as what were there before on the short selling side we're seeing kotak bank and rbl bank being here so both both were initiated on 6th march they aren't really uh, you know they aren't really squared off yet looks like so that's what we are seeing uh, as far as the exchange wide snapshot is concerned now let's move to indices 
Alright, so I just remembered that I forgot to cover crude and USD according to uh, that request. So I I'll try to fit this in along with, you know, the initial few segments. So I, I really don't know where I'll put this. Uh, but that is why it sounds so, you know, out of, you know, out of sync. Uh, but I did not want to miss out on it just because I forgot. So right now, WTI, WTI crude, Brent crude, both down. WTI is minus 8.29% at $29.1. Brent is at 9.79% down and at 31.97. So it's not really a good, uh, you know, a, a really good sign. But these percentages are kind of deceptive. Keep in mind that, you know, a, a, three, a 2 to $3 dollar move when your uh, you know when your price was at 80 per barrel would not have been 10%. So if you look at absolute amounts it's it's not that much but when you look at percentages it is quite an amount. So that's what we're seeing on uh, the crude part of course it's down and on the USD INR front we're looking at it with a massive gap up. It's at 74.27 and I think this is this is it's made a new swing high looks like so it's made a new swing high I can't really find uh, any other level in the past uh, well since December so yeah it's made a new swing high and we're seeing it float reasonably well above what we saw on 12th March and yeah so that's that's it as far as what we're seeing with USD I know not really a good sign I'm assuming RBI will also have something, uh, you know, something to work on, on the FX front as well. And I'm sure that they've, they've, they know what to do, and they'll do the needful. So it's, it's, it's not really, uh, you know, my place to say what should be done because I don't know. It's not really my place to say uh, what the impact of this will have and all those things because. Again, as I've said, these are just absolute prices to me. Of course, they have an impact and those initial like the, the it, doing that first level of analysis is kind of self-explanatory and that's really the only analysis I'm, I know very well so which is why I don't really talk about this in the first place but again hopefully with time things will get better uh, but yeah that's what we're seeing so nifty closed at 9197 it's down 7.61%, 757.8 points. Its previous close was right below 10K. A lot of people, including me, were wondering if uh, you know that 10K level will be hit, whether it will at least test that level. Clearly, we were wrong. Uh, you know, those who believe that were wrong, because it, the day itself opened at 9587, made a high of 9602, so very close to that open. And from there, it was pretty much, uh, pretty much on the lower side. So, 8K levels were not, ex uh, were not, uh, you know, experimented with, were not tried, not tested, which is a good sign. But, uh, you know, clearly, 10K levels not even attempted, which is very interesting when you see the option chain and the open interest shows a massive change in OI for the 10,000 call. There's a lot of 10,000 call buying happening and uh, today in fact my trade was also a 10,000 call but I'm not holding on to it. But 10,000 call massive change in OI so that's probably something to look at 
and uh, possibly explore so going by that alone there is a chance that a lot of people are expecting the market to go up recover possibly because rbi was said or supposed to announce a rate cut i'll just check if the news is there i haven't um, checked it quite yet but i will let you know if there is anything like that as far as nifty's um, you know nifty's underlying status is concerned just one advance and 49 declines uh, really not a good day either underlying wise in fact all the indices broad market ones were down except for wix which is whether you count it as an index or not really depends and that is at 59.75 so i'm sure that it's high has been made the high is 59.865 so clearly a very wild day for uh, for wix and i again i still remember wix being like 25 30 and people saying that whoa wix is too high it's probably best to avoid the markets i i wonder what they are doing right now so that is what we are seeing and on the other sectoral indices side we're looking at all of them being down metal being the worst performer looks like metal being the worst performer and tata sons buying back uh you know buying back tata steel shares that that's probably something uh interrelated because they they might be wondering that hey you know let's let's buy back as much as we can or let's buy as much as we can when the prices are low possibly because they know inherently how strong the company is and uh, based based on what i've heard metal companies there really isn't a lot of competition in terms of you know manufacturing of pipes and such so it's it's kind of like an oligopoly if you think about it as a result you know it unless that inter intra uh, intra industry competition is very high which it from what i've heard is not that high but unless that really amps up your company is fairly stable again metal is something which which will be used every single in every single place bank nifty here is down 8.21% closing at 23101 it's down 2065 points so quite a fall and this is very very similar to what we saw on thursday i think a uh, very similar fall of course friday was a completely different day for nifty bank nifty the market in general but uh, after that circuit break that circuit break was probably a wake up call for the perma bears who have uh, you know awakened again so that's what we are seeing as far as bank nifty is concerned uh, just one advance again 11 declines them i'm willing to bet that that one advance is also yes bank yes it is 45% up as i said so that's what we're seeing with nifty and bank nifty fixed income uh, indices all up which is again uh, very normal we've seen this we've spoken about this there's there's that inverse relationship which which is there uh, with uh, you know with that and i'm trying to find news about the rate card but i just can't find out uh, looks like mm, they're just saying that the experts say that the rate card might be on the cards 4 pm meeting it's 5 pm 17 minutes past 5 right now uh, but i really haven't heard a lot so i'm just going to assume that uh, you know they haven't announced anything yet again there is a chance that they might Uh, so the option chain which i was talking about there's a chance that because they are expecting a rate cut 
the 10,000 call buying is uh, very high. 10,000 call buying, why that strike? It's because it's a psychological level plus that call is possibly the most reasonably priced one among the, uh, you know, nearer calls. Of course, 500 points uh, on market open is not a near call, but uh, it's it's one of the most reasonably priced ones. The other ones are all 400 rupee, 500 rupee ones. And if if there are, you know, smaller traders, smaller players in the market, they would prefer a call which is reasonably uh, inexpensive. I would not call it cheap uh, because that, that really has another meaning. But those inexpensive calls will probably be preferred. And I know that because that is something I do. I When I don't have balance, I really can't get into expensive calls. So today's trade was the 10,000 call. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, that's what we are seeing as far as, you know, on paper, what is going on, going on is concerned. On the charts, looking at Nifty's intraday chart, today I traded with the three-minute chart because I feel that it's giving the right uh, signal at the right time. Of course, there are a lot of, uh, you know, fake signals that you will get at this time frame, but you need to be prepared for that. It's not for everyone this time frame. And I don't use it exclusively. I do combine it with other time frames as well. Uh, but just to give you an idea, that's what I did today. And I have a feeling that there are a lot of lot of intraday small scale, uh, you know, scalpers or whether it's small scale or big scale. I feel there are a lot of intraday scalpers in this market. And the reason for that is it was taking resistance dot on its moving average on lower time frames like the three minute and the five minute ones as well because i'm looking at the 50 moving average here simple moving average and the kind of resistance that it has offered today is crazy even uh, the the 13 moving average on the three minute chart that being that specific it also gave resistance literally the high of that candle was at that 13 ma line dot which which is really weird to me uh, because you know unless there are other people who are looking at this chart or a similar chart that really would not happen that much unless you know uh, the price levels are coinciding but then the kind of resistance that the 50 ma has given even that seems to be ruled out so possibly there is a chance that there are just a lot of orders whether they're buy orders or sell orders depending on whether it's a resistance or a support there are a lot of orders around that area. Again, I'm not really an order flow guy. I don't know where the orders are, but I'm assuming that that is the case. You know, a lot of orders around those levels, around those moving average lines, uh, which is causing the market to either take support or take resistance, you know, halt for a bit around those levels because it needs to fill in those orders. That's just my opinion of what might be happening and my observation of what might be happening. And that also sort of, you know, brings us to the question of whether technical analysis in general is a self-fulfilling prophecy or not. I know a lot of experts disagree, uh, but I feel that to some extent that really is the case. It's it's something that you need to keep in mind. You know, if a lot of people are going by an indicator, it is going to come true whether the indicator is inherently right or not. That is something which will happen. So that's my take on... Uh, on nifty on the intraday chart on the daily chart uh, i'm looking at almost a consolidation happening it's like on thursday uh, we saw you know on rather on friday we saw the lower half of 
the candle being empty because the upper half was like covered by Thursday's move. Today we saw that lower half being sort of filled by today's move. So it's a very weird place where it's at. It's not really happy at its level or happy at higher levels, clearly unhappy at 10k levels, uh, but definitely not as negative as, you know, the initial Friday move that we saw. So possibly willing to hold on to 9000 is what my, uh, you know, reading for this is. Again, this reading is is made completely, uh, you know, null and void if there is some massive event that's happening or if the global markets itself are not really as positive. And if you're wondering why I'm speaking loudly, suddenly it's because there's a plane flying overhead and uh, it's it's really, uh, you know, uh, distracting me because then I'm wondering if the sound comes, uh, you know, is picked up by the mic. So that's the reason why I'm speaking loudly sometimes. As far as the global markets right now, though, they are all negative. So the chances of it holding 9K right now as things stand is probably not too high. Uh, but again, the markets will move the way they want to move. So it's it's there really is not a lot of um, you know sense in uh, trying to speculate it by this much. So that is my take on uh, Nifty's daily chart as well. And we'll just come to Bank Nifty's chart. It is not letting me open the chart. So I'll, I'll take a quick pause and then come. Okay, so I am looking at Bank Nifty's chart now. The internet gave up on me, which is why I had to switch to mobile data. So that's why the delay happened. Uh, but the good sign is that the RBI news is finally starting to come in. Apparently, they're going to focus on uh, more of the coronavirus impact and uh, you know yes bank so those are good focuses i think uh, they haven't i i really haven't seen news on uh, the rate card just quite yet but i'm sure that by the time you listen to it you will have heard of uh, you know whether it happens or does not happen either way we'll get the clarity we require so it it really does not make sense me waiting for it as far as the intraday chart of bank nifty is concerned though it's far more negative than nifty uh, you know that inherent resistance or that just sense of uh, sense of negativity appears to be much more uh, with bank nifty than nifty is uh, what my initial reading looks like on the daily chart it's very similar to what we saw with nifty you know just around those uh, that friday candle so that's what we are seeing and i mean yeah that that really is that really is all that there is to talk about uh, bank nifty and nifty because again these levels these charts and such and uh, you know it's it's like they will not really respect those levels unless it really wants to unless the sentiment unless the news is right because these moves clearly that sharp fall if you see if you look at the weekly chart of bank nifty or even nifty for that matter the kind of pace at which things have fallen are not really you know in line with uh, with your standard correction that happens sure i was saying that it is a cyclical correction it's a cyclical thing and you might have heard me say that as well but the the extent to which they've fallen is is mainly this coronavirus panic and paranoia and i've explained you know a bit that partially it is you know warranted it is understandable and justified but of course that that sentiment and paranoia will overpower everything 
so right now I feel that it should support 9000 if it does not uh, then it's not really a good sign probably looking at those uh, levels that we saw on Friday again and that really is everything that we can speak about because any other speculation you make the the odds of that actually happening are very slim because think about it till now it really has moved in its own sweet way in line with the global markets to some extent but still independently so that's my view on that let's move to my trades and observations so i just took one trade uh, today and that was a 10000 call as i said and i exited with around a 10% or so return on uh, you know the amount that i invested so that's that's decent i i'm i'm really not aiming for anything which is too spectacular because clearly that failed when i tried doing that last week so i'm very cautious i'm very uh careful with my trades these days because you you know the trade will just reverse and you'll not even realize that it's reversed and you will not even realize how fast a 12 1200 rupee profit is becoming into a 2000 rupee loss so that's just the kind of pace that we are seeing as far as the option prices but at the same time the option prices are extremely uh you know lazy because you know the the market might be moving directionally in your favor but it might be moving directionally very slowly so as a result what happens is that your call or your put will stay relatively where it's at and because we've been see, seeing uh, you know the options and uh, such moving more independently than what we've been seeing before there is a very strong possibility that you take a put the price goes down but the put does not move or maybe the puts price goes down so all those things are happening as a result it's better to you know take what profits you're getting and then be happy with those which is the approach that i've adopted obviously and as far as you know the general observations during the day it's very standard we've been speaking about this since pretty much two weeks now that the call and the option prices not just the call prices are moving very weirdly like i traded the 10000 call and there were times when the level that i had taken uh, taken the call at was i think 9300 or 9400 and then it moved up possibly 100 points my option moved by i think 10 10 to 20 points or so but when it went down it went straight to my cost and after that you know after it went to my cost it did not really go much uh, further down so even though um, you know the prices went back to pretty much what my price was or even below my price uh, below the price at which the underlying was when I had bought the call the call really did not move that much so that's something interesting because when it moves in a very linear way the call is relatively stable when it moves in a quick spurt it'll move very fast and it'll move so fast you really will not have the chance to enter into it because if you enter at market at that price you will not see an increase over uh, your cost you'll just see the price going down so it's very it's very standard what we're seeing nowadays i'm assuming that a lot of that is to do with wix being at 58 the volatility being high in general the option premiums being extremely expensive and it's 
it's sort of become the new normal now and i feel that if you haven't adjusted to it yet you probably should unless you know you are extremely confident we'll see something different uh but yeah i mean that's my take normally no one would think about buying a 500 rupee otm you know a 500 point otm option at for 100 rupees or so uh but that's what we are <laughs> you know doing there there really is not uh, any other way to do it uh if you if you are low on capital so that's what we're seeing another observation real quick nifty took crazy resistance at its open for the day so that's interesting to see and i'm just doing a very quick little swipe of the news before i move on to the next segment but i really can't find a lot so yeah let's move on so my lesson for the day was pretty much covered in the last segment itself about you know taking your profits early on because the option prices are not moving that well i've covered it n number of times in the previous episodes as well uh but today there was an additional sort of ingredient and that ingredient is a better way to exit and knowing when to exit and what i've found was that these days uh the buyers and sellers of uh, you know nifty for example if you are looking at nifty you you'd look at the buyers and sellers of the future those are having a pretty substantial impact on uh, the prices because when the buyers increase it's it's a very short short thing that the price is going up of course there are exceptions to this of course there have been times where the buyers increase but the price does not go up but for the most part it's respecting that and there is also another thing you know you you need to understand how the sellers going down or how the buyers increasing the time both happen is really the time where you should keep your eyes peeled on the screen because that's possibly when the bigger moves will happen and that is how i was able to catch this uh, sort of tide that i was able to catch and uh, you know had i not had that i would have exited early because there was a time when it was uh, giving me a loss it was showing me a loss and i'm avoiding obviously taking losses because i've already taken a, lo- a lot of them so i was very tight on the stop loss i was thinking that i should probably exit it uh, before things get worse but then i had a quick look at the buyers and sellers things looked very reasonable i'd say and the global markets at the time were also okay so as a result i held on to it and of course that that became a winning trade for me today so that's my lesson and that is also it for this episode i think it's a bit longer than the previous uh, ones you know the weekly one was quite long but i think this is longer compared to my regular ones and it's it's just because certain days there is there's a lot to talk about certain days there isn't a lot to talk about so again i hope this help, episode was helpful and informative and see you in the next one happy trading tomorrow